They're like Twilight books, but set in the Bigfoot community. Mm-hmm. And the first of these books was entitled Yeti or Not. <laughs> Are they? <laughs> well, you'd have to read it to find out. I don't like looking at you this much. It's not, it's not move. Click a dack a boop. Are we close? Should we be eating the mic more? There's a dog hair on it. Munch, munch. Okay, well, that'd be the. Is there a dog hair? There was. Oh. I got rid of it. There's a Cora hair. Oh, I see. I was like, what kind of. Have you been hiding a dog from me? Have you? It's been like an unexpected. I wish. They wouldn't let they wouldn't let Sophie in the building. Of course not. When she was here on Thursday. And like definitely it depends on whoever's at the front desk. Because one of our RLCs will like come around from the front desk and be like, dog, oh my gosh, and become his best friend. But the mm-hmm. one who was there, the one who went in was like, I'm sorry, we can't allow pets here. And so me just knowing that there had full well been three other dogs that same... Don't look at me with your face. <laughs> that same... Week was like, yeah, sure, we're just uh, passing through. And so he came like back around and like, sat on the bench right outside the lounge and attracted visitors. And That's Sophie right. made lots of new friends and she was very good. So the good news is I didn't prepare for this at all. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be all you, but until you choke on water and then we have no other host, then I'm just going to be so gone wrong. Work, work, life. You turned down the life bulb today. <laughs> <laughs> asphyxiating on a half a sip of water. Yes. Okay, so we had a general idea for a, a, a topic. You, you yes. had something you, you desperately wish to discuss. Desperately. Such that it's been uh, bursting out of you like a sign in the heavens that you're about to win a battle. Or a xenomorph. Or a xenomorph, yes. Mm-hmm. So how's that, how's that human-alien balance working for you? <laughs> you know, I really feel like it's just give, 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 take, take, take. I just feel like this, its presence has been growing and growing, mm-hmm. and it's just—it's taken over my whole, my whole being. You know what I mean? And it's just, just gotta take a quick ad break to have a an alien C-section. <laughs> I haven't seen any of those movies. Yeah. I just know that Michael Fassbender's in one of them, the Prometheus ones, or possibly both of them. Yeah. Yeah. Possibly all. How many Promethei are there? Too many, which is greater than zero. Yeah, I haven't seen the first. The originals either, though. It's like the Prometheus thing, to be off track briefly, is the worst kind of prequel, which is the (laughs) prequel that is just, remember these things that you loved? Yeah. Uh, They're going to happen soon. (laughs) uh, Oh, really? Right? Yeah. It's like if they, they, it's like, look at this, the black goo. Remember the black goo? You guys love the black goo and the mystery of it. Here, we're going to spell out exactly what it is. Uh, it's like if they made a Die Hard sequel, and it was just a guy going, hmm, I think my wife might be about to leave me, and they're driving downtown LA. It's like, oh, this would be a great place for a Nakatomi Plaza. And then then it's a, and then you, you, you scroll down to the accounting department at the, the law firm or whatever his wife works at, and, and he goes, oh, it's, uh, how's the budget for the Christmas party going? It's like, oh, you know, the terrorist expense is kind of off the charts, but you know. <laughs> So we got plenty of cocaine, though. It's about to get very Rickman up in the. Cocaine's good. Cocaine is good. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Anyway. If the president of my university is listening to this, I was doing a character bit. This does not reflect the actual views of 20th Century Fox. You don't attend a university. Anyway. What? Uh, exactly. So anyway, the point is Prometheus is bad. <laughs> <laughs> Prometheus bad, cocaine good. Thanks for coming, everybody. Mm-hmm. Mic drop. But on actual on-topic topics. Do we have some of those? We might have some of those. Yeah. So one of the topics that we might like to on topic have a topic about, mm-hmm. as I'm stalling the topic while well, the topics, uh, topic, is the idea of Cusco's poison. <laughs> <laughs> the topic meant for Cusco is the idea of work-life balance, mm-hmm. and more broadly for the younger set, school work-life balance. School work-life health, social, all the things. Yes, balancing all of the trivial pursuit pieces. Mm-hmm. Which in the game of Trivial Pursuit are perfectly balanced for you, so this is a more difficult sort of concept. What if life is the real Trivial Pursuit? Oh god, this is the darkest timeline. <laughs> the real Trivial Pursuit is the life we lived along the way. To get into heaven, you have to know a bunch of stuff about tennis from the 70s. Lemon pie. Like, uh, <laughs> I just know that dad's good at it. Because dad knows things. Yeah. And stuff. Yeah. It's gross. <laughs> Basically. Uh, dude brains are made of waffles. Anyway, metaphors. Mm-hmm. Work-life balance. Yes. So... Opine. <laughs> I will, thank you. Um, Don't mind if I do. My wax will be poetic. <laughs> so this came about largely because this is midterm season over at the university I may or may not attend. Definitely don't attend. Right. Yeah. Um, And this is the first set of midterm finals things that I've really gone through whilst um, doing like school stuff and being employed and living on a floor of a res hall that has many people on it. My floor last year had, I think, at most, like at peak, 14 people. And now my floor has about 42, 43 and I've been, it's, it's kind of a tale of two roommates, if you will, because my thing is mostly like, there, there are social opportunities with the floor and beyond. There are school things to be done always. Work is more constant because I'm just there for the same hours every day, so that's not a big deal. But then there's like health stuff. And my biggest thing is I don't like missing out on social opportunities. Mm-hmm. And so I will say, yes to that and then like be pushing school things off forever until it's like not super down to the wire but until i'm like overwhelmed with it like i was yesterday and i have to like start again and then like plan in for my social opportunities Mm -hmm. um whereas my roommate is in a very rigorous program and is doing a lot of hard like sciencey things and she is kind not exactly the reverse but she has, like, she works best when social things are scheduled ahead of the time, and she's just doing school stuff, like, up until that point. She came in, back in from doing schoolwork things at 7.20 this morning, like, as I was getting up to go to my 8 a.m., because she'll just work straight through. She has a dedication that I don't have, because mm-hmm. I have the skill of uh, giving up. I don't know. But saying, like, need sleep, and I guess that's the fifth dimension. But as I, and we can get to how to possibly improve upon this because right now it just means that like I'm doing the social thing and I'm investing in like relationships with my floor mates and people 
um, and I'm doing okay in school stuff for now, but like dealing with that better. I'm curious as to how you, a person with a degree who did a big old switch major why into like a pretty intense major partway through your time went about doing all of these things. Because I know there are ways in which we are different in that I, I think I'm maybe a little bit more of a social person than you are in terms of like <laughs> casting a wider net maybe. Whereas you have, like I always think of you as having like your close people and then that you're like with your close people. Like that's your, that's your squad. Whereas I like to kind of go mm-hmm. in amongst different groups. But I also remember you talking about like doing your homework for one class like at breakfast in the dining hall the morning that they were due and stuff and I don't I wouldn't be able to swing that so I'm just interested in kind of pickpocketing your brain as to strategies and how you did it and how you do it and I'm going to stop talking now and let you ruminate well let me ruminate uh well Here's the thing. Here's yes. you could think of a way to spend your your, your time and energy. Uh, speaking of rumination, mm-hmm. it's like a, it's like a cow with four stomachs. It's like the <laughs> <laughs> how much how much grass <laughs> do you want to put in each of the cow stomachs? <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll we'll come back to this. How later. does the cow feel about all this? No, you're, you're, we're, we're, we're the cow. Am I? Oh. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm the cow. <laughs> uh, you're very much correct in that I am much more of a smaller social circle type of person and tend to spend more time with that limited set of people. In college, though, especially as we got on to later years, there was a lot of, I mean, people just get busier in general and you see less of, I mean you're already talking about how you you know your new roommate you know she has a very different schedule she's she's already busy taking these crazy classes and it's you know people's schedules change and whatnot I don't know I I it, for the ways in which we are different I think I don't know that following my pattern would actually be that useful for you right just in like, I, I know we, we share sort of similar ideas about schoolwork and the importance of schoolwork up to a point mm-hmm. and the sort of diminishing returns of, of perfectionism mm-hmm. at that schoolwork level and things like that. What's so dim? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't know. So I think this is where, as I, I made the joke about the, the four cow stomachs. Uh, you mentioned that in preparing for this podcast, you'd reviewed a classic podcast episode where the hosts spoke on similar topics. Mm-hmm. And one of the metaphors they discussed and and analyzed was the idea of uh, these these multiple light bulbs. The idea that, what are the four categories? Work, health, social... They said work, health, friends, and family. Work, health, I'd, friends, and family. I would put... Friends and family, I think, together in like people, but you can carry on mm-hmm. doing your explainy thing. Oh, so so in this episode, they sort of debated the merits of that model. Even the idea being that you have you know a hundred percent of your of your total energy, and you can divide it up any way you want, right? So you could have it. You could have twenty five percent of your energy going to each of those um, 
you know, it could fluctuate depending on the time of year or the uh, the particular requirements, whatever's going on. Um, it could even, you know, fluctuate day to day, week to week, etc. But there was also debate over how accurate that model is. Mm -hmm. The idea that, for example, uh, focusing on health and or and or the social aspects as well could actually sort of provide you with more energy. We have a sort of recursive effect where you have more energy to devote to things. You have maybe not necessarily more time, but um, if your if your sort of health health light bulb is <clears throat> is becoming more powerful, then you have you know that that has rebounding effects. So, how, what do you think of that model in general, or is, is that how you kind of is does that reflect at all how you conceptualize this kind of discussion? I I think have a harder time applying that to what I'm doing just because I have less of the you know the two the two hosts of that show who were talking about that are self-employed and so they have more and they can more easily see how much they're devoting to this and this and this whereas mm -hmm. a lot of my things are kind of structured for me in that I have like classes here and work is here and other things but um, I also I've been kind of taking that and thinking of it, or trying to think of it, figure out how to think of it, in terms of like less energy and more time versus value. Mm. So like, <laughs> if you will, um, emotional health, mental health, grade health, and physical health, mm -hmm. like time put into reading a textbook is going to be good for my grade health and sure mm -hmm. but like compare that same time put into like going to play uno with people on the floor is going to be like a big ol' for like emotional health from bonding and floor time so i don't i don't i don't think i've ever been so intentional about the four light bulbs, if you will, as it sounds like Gray especially has been mm -hmm. with his talk of completely shutting off the health light bulb while he was transitioning into being self-employed. Mm -hmm. I would like to be able to apply that more to my life, but I know that I, in many ways, <clears throat> am kind of an all-or-nothing personality sometimes when it comes to doing school things. Like, I'm either going to go all-in or I'm going to do nothing for mm -hmm. something and then like deal with the repercussions later so the very idea of balancing that is what brought me to this topic is like i don't how to even have all of them running at once i don't know mm -hmm. i'm not sure how to do that without being very intentional about it, which is maybe the, what's going to end up being the conclusion is like isabel mm -hmm. go home and think about your life and stop trying to sell me death sticks <laughs> that would be another one of those key differences where you mentioned that you're sort of the all or nothing either I'm going hard at the schoolwork or just kind of bleh mm -hmm. and I guess the way that you describe your roommate maybe is a little bit closer to to my preferred speed when I was in school it's like there's planned social things I have this kind of constant background hum of stuff I'm doing but I'm generally on top of it and also to be quite honest putting in like 90% effort on most things mm -hmm. to, you know, such that, like, the, the trying to maximize my return of grade per time invested, like you say. Right. And so that I could 
actually have all that going. If there were something crazy going on, then I might adjust that school bulb a little bit higher. But it's like, it's not a thing that I would, I feel like it was more of a fairly constant for me. Mm -hmm. Was it a balance you were conscious of trying to maintain while you were there? Or is this you looking retroactively back on and saying like, oh, that's what I was doing? Like while you were in the midst of it, were you thinking, oh, I got to not do so much of the social stuff this week because I've got a big project happening or whatever? more retroactive I definitely like you said I don't we're definitely not as intentional about it as the uh, as gray is mm-hmm. but yes. say that about lots of things <laughs> yes I don't know I, I guess I did have you know I was running some sort of calculations like that like I say the idea of I'm not going to put 100% effort into every school thing because I don't think that 3% of a grade difference is worth it in my mind mm-hmm. to have that time spared I'd rather you know, like you mentioned about the where you broke it down between uh, uh, school, work, health, intellectual, whatever <laughs> you want to call that, emotional yeah. health, uh, physical health, mental health, all these kind yeah. of things. Where, and I think they do have, uh, they can have, what, what's the word I'm looking for? Sort of stacking effects where mm-hmm. it, I think there might be inefficiencies in turning any one of the light bulbs too high mm-hmm. because they kind of, they reinforce each other in a lot of ways, I think. So you mentioned the example of going to play Uno with, with friends on the floor. Yeah. That's the kind of thing that, you know, not only is it a good change of pace if you're in the middle of a busy school time, mm-hmm. like you're saying, it's boosting the, the social and emotional health side of things. And like, mm-hmm. uh, and so kind of like we were talking about before, I think that's the kind of thing that actually more efficient sort of to take that break and say, I'm going to boost these other things, which in turn are going to come back and say, hey, since I'm feeling better in all these other ways, then I'm going to come back and do better at the work, schoolwork mm-hmm. thing. And that's the thing that I notice now in the professional environment. Wow. <clears throat> I said that with my pinky out. You couldn't tell on the radio. But um, uh, as my particular favorite exercise hobby is running and how that provides benefits in all sorts of other areas mm-hmm. of, of my train of thought went somewhere. To a group of bystanders. Well, you didn't flick the lever that said it should only kill the one person. They never talk about, is there no third option that's like you throw yourself in front of the train and then everyone else can survive? That's an intriguing is that, response. Is that not allowed? Can I not be Spider-Man? <laughs> you can be whatever you want to be. Running. Running. Stacking effects. Stacking effects. Yeah. Jenga. Jenga. Nah. I am I falling down always. <laughs> Uh, yeah, if you if you take the pickleball uh, wood square out of the equation, then suddenly everything comes yeah. comes apart. Uh, do you agree with my assessment of <laughs> to, to put it in stark combative terms? Do you agree with my assessment of uh, the, 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 the stacking <laughs> theory? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think what also what might also be kind of getting me in this. Pardon while this turns into like Isabel therapy session, but <laughs> you're just like appealing to someone who has more worldly experience oh boy. and to like sweaters and stuff. Oh no. Um, <clears throat> I think also is like I don't. I have to, if I'm going to think about big picture like that, I have to be more intentional and kind of macro than I am from moment. Because in the in the moment, I'm like. 
I'm doing this thing. And then the next one, I'm like, oh God, I forgot about this school thing. I got to do this school thing. And then it's like, oh, I'm sleepy. I'm going to go sleep instead of like, like taking out a little bit and saying like, what's going on in a week or in longer than like the time between now and the next scheduled thing. And I only ever step back like this. Like I did a big, <laughs> um, mom brought up the big whiteboard from home yesterday so now I have Nicole's is a bigger whiteboard but that's ungainly and hard to move around bigger whiter board yes yes um so I just kind of like mapped out a bunch of school things and like non-school but event things that are going on this week but I only get to that point when I am in a place of being super overwhelmed and I have to be like everything is in my head Mm. go on the whiteboard Mm -hmm. (laughs) which is the sound of thoughts being born Um, so I'm not, I'm not, I do not yet have the skill of being self-aware about what's happening until it's in a more dire place. Hmm. Um, though I do on a, on a similar gray note, I'm curious as to whether you engage in any of the like quarterly or how, or on whatever scale review things in your broader as a professional and a young adult person, any of your kind of like self-improvement type thing. This sounds like, I didn't mean for this to sound so much like an interrogation or not, not, not airing dirty laundry so much, but like the fresh, clean clothesline fabric of self-improvement. But do you like, how, how, what's your, in your current place in life, or do you have any form of like or like reviewing what's been going on and like seeing if you can make improvements to what's happening and then like making plans like there are you just kind of like good enough at it that you can go with the flow and things will be largely progressing without you having to think about it because I feel like I need to be like making plans and drawing out diagrams and Hmm. to have it feel concrete I definitely don't have anything like a quarterly review system no, I would like to say that I'm the second of the things that you mentioned. That a humble brag, I'm good enough to that it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the goal. It sounds like, yeah, it sounds like where you're at at the moment that it might be beneficial to be more proactive about this kind of things, like you say, and to mm-hmm. have some sort of not quarterly, like whatever the whatever time frame is appropriate, but. Mm-hmm some sort of actual intentional thinking about it ahead of time type of thing. Like I think about um, the question was, do I, I no, I don't have a quarterly review thing. Mm-hmm. I do tend to more go with the flow mm-hmm. unless I sense that sort of in a similar way, unless I sense that things are like out of hand. Mm-hmm. And the goal is always to like stem that before it gets there. Yeah. So at the sort of the first the first sniffle, mm-hmm. all over the the vitamin C, right? Sort of thing. Whereas I'm like already on fire, and then I'm like, oh, maybe I should put this out. Yeah, and it's not necessarily always successful mm-hmm. at catching it at that stage, but that's kind of the goal, I guess. Is more of my my passive scanning for that level of emergency, which is not emergency. Mm-hmm. Uh, and 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 adjusting from there but i don't know perhaps i could 
benefit from more structure to it. Hmm. Who knows? Because you don't do like the New Year's resolution thing. No. No. I agree that those are dumb. Yeah. For me in particular. Yeah. They can be beneficial for other people, but yeah, I think they're silly. Yeah. And I know myself well enough. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> I had a bit going. Don't direct me. <laughs> and and but yeah, I yeah, the the goal is not to similarly I guess in that way of like I don't want to wait until things are a big deal. I want to like correct beforehand. Mm-hmm. So like instead of when the iceberg is about to hit, it's like, oh, well there's the iceberg way off there. But over there there's a couple making out. Well, it's not Oh boy. Woo. <laughs> It's, a very, it's getting very steamy in the it's, car. It's 1912. Um, <laughs> or whenever. Uh, for, uh, I think so. Yeah. Something like that. Something like that. Anyway, the, the idea to yeah, like correct as you go rather than picking an arbitrary point, which for some people is helpful. And it's like a you know, very classic kind of oh, it's a threshold, it's a new beginnings, seasons are changing or whatever. Mm-hmm. And that's helpful for a lot of people because that's a, I mean the fact that the New Year's resolution thing is a trope is tells you that it's been popular if not successful necessarily over time mm-hmm. when you do go about kind of checking in with like oh this could be better and then are there are there goals in mind that you're working toward is just kind of maintaining like what the ideal version of some an Isaac that has all of his stuff together is doing or they're like <clears throat> like you talk about running is it like there's like get to a certain level and just like stick with that and then like I'm a runner now or are there other things going on and then like professionally like are you goal oriented or are you like in the long term are you day to day like what would a good day of all of these things be or do those go together okay that's cheating that was like five questions <laughs> <laughs> Um, I mean, well, with the running example in particular, so this summer I was training for a half marathon, which I completed. Yeah, you did. A month ago. Yeah. Um, but, but, so that was a goal that I had. My average regular amount of running is more of a sort of, like sort of the goal is just to do it regularly, mm-hmm. if that makes sense, is as a baseline to have X amount of miles you're covering in a week just to maintain a sort of status quo status quo but like a basis of of activity like the idea mm-hmm. that uh, a minimum threshold of x is like good mm-hmm. and if uh, because running is a thing that takes time it's yeah. like uh, training for the half marathon running is a thing that took up lots more time on the weekends because mm-hmm. of the amount of time it required to uh, prepare to actually do the running to recover and stretch afterwards that's the after running a half marathon ish distance you don't want to be doing anything for like hours afterwards yeah and so that would take up a big chunk of one of my weekends and so i'd have to plan around that and that was definitely a thing where i chose that over other things social things on several occasions Mm -hmm. because like i have this goal in mind i want to be able to do this this requires then that i run this distance on the weekend yada yada Mm -hmm. But generally, so I guess that's how I would characterize it. Like I have a, it's not necessarily that I always have particular goals in mind, but the constant goal is sort of a, like a humming along at this minimum, kind of like like the running example. Like I want to maintain at least this. Mm-hmm. And 
I might put more or less emphasis on different pieces of it at different points in time. Mm-hmm. But the idea is always eventual improvement, but also these little things that are like contributing to improvement in the long term too. So even just the act of running regularly at a this minimum threshold, mm-hmm. like that's beneficial in the long term too. Mm-hmm. So for other things, for social things or financial things, which is one, I guess, aside that I would add to the, I don't know where that fits in the light bulbs sort of thing, but uh, mindful about that and being disciplined about that and all those sorts of things. Mm-hmm. Um, Starting out with credit has helped with that. Mm-hmm. You can be like, I did that much and, and I paid it off on time. Haha. And not like like having the limit in mind and then saying like the guideline or whatever is do less than a third. I'm like, I'm going to do one, you one better. I'm going to do less than a sixth of it. <laughs> I don't want to think about it. Mm-hmm. But I am also kind of set in terms of like there are things that happen. I don't have to. <clears throat> it's not all like my financial responsibility at the moment mm-hmm. in the way that yours is. Yeah. Because you're an adult. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> That and you talk about, like, you mentioned uh, in half marathon training, which wasn't part of the point of the marathon, like the first marathon guy that he died right after he finished that. I wouldn't call it the point. What, no, like, what a, what a strange <laughs> thing for people to take on is like, we want to do that in shorter amounts of time. <laughs> yep. Kill, kill me faster. Mm-hmm. But you mentioned um, in ramping up training, like, kind of turning down the social dial a little bit. I feel like that's another little bit of a distinction is that the social interactions you have, I feel like are more well-established than like they've, you've been investing in them for longer periods of time than I have with like people I've been living on a floor with for the last month. Mm-hmm. You know, so I feel a little bit more obligation or just like want to start investing in those sooner rather than later. So you can be mm-hmm. like community, whereas you have your community all, or for the most part, set, I feel pretty consistent. Yeah, <laughs> and that, that is an advantage, I suppose, where the, going back to the difference between us two, is that, well, this is also ironic because, in a way, because you uh, were afforded the benefit of attending school with some of the same people for mm. a dozen years in a row, mm-hmm. which I was not. Yeah. Uh, so it is funny that that's the the way that we've developed, but that's probably due to a bunch of other stuff too. But yeah, it's the idea that I have these stronger foundations in a fewer, uh, a lesser number of relationships does mean that I can turn that dial down. I can go a while without, you know, really interacting with people much, especially the people that don't live in this state, and it's not a big deal. Mm-hmm. And that's a that's a flexibility that I have, sort of. Yeah. You're also, do you consider yourself to be, not like necessarily <clears throat> rigidly one or the other, but lean more introverted or extroverted? Like from, from not from whence, whence do you get your energy? <clears throat> uh, definitely introverted. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's it. There, there we go. Again. Because I get that's like the, the mental health corner, the like saddest I ever got last year or like lonely. It was just like tiny floor and like people of my separate friend group were gone off campus for whatever reason. So it was just like, go to class, go back to the room, go Mm -hmm. to dinner, go back to class. I'm just like, I get like 
if I get too introspective, I get super sad. Mm -hmm. So I gotta like be bouncing off of people. Yeah. Like a closet extrovert because people don't necessarily suspect it of me because I'm not necessarily super loud right at the, or super talkative right at the start of knowing people. But that's mm -hmm. another. So it's like th to thinking about the like my version of the light bulbs that are like health dials, mm -hmm. um, like investment in social relationships isn't just investment, but it's also investment in my mental health and mm -hmm. my emotional well-being that that it is stacking effects yes stacking effects mm -hmm. and my own running stuff i think is what is most likely to fall by the wayside if it comes down to like because also putting sleep in as a factor mm -hmm. like if there was an example just last week where usually i run um tuesday thursday saturday mornings before i go off to work or to brunch as the case may be on a weekend um that monday night there was a floor event that i went to that was that went until part of the evening and then i started school things and then i was like do i want to wake up and run or do i want to wake up a little bit later and just shower and go to work mm -hmm. so like of the three that's not and it's something that I need to work on is like making that a stronger priority and scheduling it the same way that I would, mm -hmm. affording it the same weight in a list of priorities that I would a, a social thing or a, there's a test or what have you. See, that's interesting to hear too because part of my, I mean, part of the reason why I've stuck with running is it doesn't, it doesn't feel like a thing I could skip. It feels much more like an essential part of my balanced everyday breakfast of being <laughs> uh, the the idea that every other day or so that I'm going out and running and, and being a, a balancing part to to work stuff and to you know health stuff and all these other stuff mm -hmm. like I just feel the like I just feel it if I go a couple of days without running I'm like ah oh, mm -hmm. go run so it's like for me I don't even think about that as a thing I would skip even though mm -hmm. You know, I will, depending on the circumstances of schedule and whatnot, like, sometimes I'll go three or four days in between. Yeah. But for the most part, I'm just like... And and also, I've designed my sort of threshold level of running around ease. So I'm not staying at that half marathon level. I'm staying at a more manageable, it, like an hour-ish, mm -hmm. like in and out, easy to do. I can do it in the morning before work if I really have to, mm -hmm. like I may do tomorrow. Um but also, because how long have you been, like, this feels like another thing where you've just been doing it longer than I have, so it's more of an ingrained thing in you. Yeah. And it's possible that this is just, like, the struggle bit for me before I launch into, like, things being more, feeling more natural. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't, like, you've been doing the running thing longer and more consistently than I have, for sure, I think, because when did that like start as a regular thing regular at the level i'm doing it now two years ago mm -hmm. and, ev well, and even given that there have been a couple of long gaps where I'd, my stupid body keep picking up little knocks and stuff like mm -hmm. there was a several month period um starting about this time last year where i did not run because i had some achilles stuff going on yeah um but yeah that's probably part of it too is the for the same reason that, like I say, just doing this even a moderate level on a regular basis has all these 
long-term effects it also does build in that the sort of addiction to it mm-hmm. as well so like you say if you do make that conscious commitment to have that be a higher priority on a more regular basis then that will probably mm-hmm. also come with time it doesn't sound like you've you like in making the decisions to do all of the things that you do that it was so conscious or like kind of anxiety ridden as I've been of late so now I just kind of feel bad about myself (laughs) and my brain cool but also I'm one to catastrophize so it makes sense but like oh oh there's anxiety Do not, do not let my my sweatered uh, veneer. Your cool demeanor. <laughs> my wall leaning, uh, uh, cool Joe vibe, <laughs> throw you off. No, that's definitely. Yeah, that's that's definitely there. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I'm coming off as more put together than I think of myself as. So, yeah, right. I guess. Well, you've Great got you've it. got me to make you look better by comparison. <laughs> Do you that. do you think about these things You're now in your yeah no five and a half in your professional doings and your relationships that you have and you're running things and your is do you think about these things before we started having this discussion was this something that you thought about with intentionality or do you have plans to or is it just another word like you have your thing and it works pretty well and so you're gonna keep doing it. I feel like that latter option is definitely the thing that I fall into. I know, the thing I know about myself is that I can get settled into those sort of patterns. And so, well, okay, I think it's going well. This works, so I'm just not going to worry about it. And so this is an area where I think, uh, especially career-wise, been thinking about a lot lately about mm-hmm. it's like being more intentional about aiming aiming higher looking higher like not being yeah not not just being content at one spot forever so i know that it without i was kind of poked and prodded into doing the half marathon mm-hmm. and i'm glad that i did it i don't know i may or may not ever do that again i don't know but i know that i wouldn't have ever picked that for myself just out of the blue as a thing to do mm-hmm um, so I was I was progressing anyway with running and, and getting to longer distances and but not to not to that level of commitment to it. So I think that probably I'm realizing it would be beneficial to be more intentional about it and to for myself to kind of constantly be setting my sights ten percent higher mm-hmm. to say what would this look like if da 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 da. Because otherwise you can, especially, well, as we've talked about with my sort of smaller world that I inhabit and everything, it could very, could easily fall into like repetitive or kind of just very samey. Like complacency? Yeah, that's a good word. Thanks. Is a college student you? <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> we'll see about that. Hmm. Do you factor um, self-care into any of these decisions? Because I feel like that's a big thing when I think about, especially um, putting sleep as a as a top thing and like cutting myself off of doing school stuff if it gets to be too late. Like mm-hmm. this is for, like it's not going to help what I'm doing if I'm sleep deprived, and I'm not going to be doing well if I'm sleep deprived in all of the other ways. Mm-hmm. But like 
self-care in terms of that and in terms of like we have weekly movie night are these like is that something you're conscious of thinking about think conscious of being conscious of is like the self-care side or is that what comes from other places je pense donc je suis <laughs> uh, yeah definitely i think uh, especially during school i i don't know if it's intentional or what but i very much structured my school work to never be happening late at night mm-hmm. that was just not a thing i did i knew Partly, I'm more of a morning person than average, very much so. So if I didn't have morning classes, I wanted to be working on stuff in the morning more so than not. Because mm-hmm. I just knew that I, I as, a, <laughs> as a morning person and an introvert, uh, by the end of the day, I might be not very useful at doing things that were yeah. brain intensive. Um, so in school, that was very much that way. So it was never a question of, oh, am I going to sacrifice sleep for school work? Because mm-hmm. I was just... I just never thought about it that way. Mm-hmm. Now I definitely do. I have, I mean, in times of stressful work things or, um, for example, when I was doing jury duty for a month and doing work before and after that, mm-hmm. um, at least one of those times I skipped out on a regular social uh, commitment just to have some quiet time, self-care time mm-hmm. kind of thing, even though I might have enjoyed parts of the social bit of it but it's like I also know myself and know that I can't go an entire week and just only do work things and be around people mm-hmm. and so you'll burn out yeah exactly um, so yeah there, there definitely have been occasions like that mm-hmm. self care wise and uh, <laughs> that's, that's another sort of potential aspirational goal and one that I've worked on a little bit this year improved on a little bit this year is uh, not always using the idea of self-care as an excuse to flake out on new social things. Uh-huh. <laughs> right. I'm, um, I'm sorry, my my, <laughs> my baseball game needs me. <laughs> a thing where mm-hmm. I, in the past year-ish, I have said yes to more things, and it has led to positive outcomes generally. Like Jim Carrey. Or I, I've never actually seen that movie. I don't know if it worked out well, but I hope it did. Yes, ma'am. Oh, Jim okay. I'm sorry, I did not yeah, pick it up. I thought I was the worldly one, and you're dropping references. I'm not picking up. I think that movie came out in like 2002. Oh, did it? I remember seeing it in the DVD section of the Safeway in mm-hmm. our old town. Mm-hmm. Old town. Mm-hmm. Our old town, they called it. Yeah. Do you appreciate one of the recent geo quizzes we did in my um, world history class was Africa and African capitals? Mm. And there's one, I don't remember where it is. No, I think Sierra Leone's capital is Freetown and Guinea Bissau's is Libreville. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> Freetown and Freetown. Like I'm, I'm looking at these big whiteboards and be like, ooh, <laughs> I could take advantage of these. And it's not like a, a wall that's just one big whiteboard that I can map out like all of the things and then steps and then say like in a month, in a week, in a day. Mm. For all of my like loosey goosey take care of yourself and drink water and school will like turn out okay in the end I also kind of <clears throat> turn 
inward and start catastrophizing if, if I don't have like a good handle on not even like the action of actually following through on things but just like what is going on mm-hmm. then I have like constantly going like what am I forgetting what do I not what's like coming up next so very like visual in that way and mm-hmm. plan e also just the act of thinking it through and listing out what is actually going on what does need to be done mm-hmm. uh, for me I know it helps concretize these sort of abstract I believed you <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna roll with it yeah say it with confidence yeah. uh, it's going to concretize these sort of abstract issues that are floating around mm-hmm. in your head and say where if they're abstract ghosty ghosty ghosties ghosty mosties uh-huh. uh, the ghostess with the mostess yes just kind of floating around it's like they could be as scary as you mind wants them to be but if you have them on and all in a spreadsheet then you know precisely how scary it is and it probably it's less scary than you thought probably the thought spirals can only hurt you if you believe they're real Keanu Reeves mm-hmm. what's his name in the matrix Neo Neo Keanu Reeves Keanu Reeves the immortal who walks among us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think one of my big takeaways is like, I just need to buy a giant whiteboard. <laughs> <laughs> or like commandeer one and then take a picture. Because mm-hmm. there, there's a lot of stuff going on. Man. South Sudan. <laughs> they're, 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 they're selling parrots by the bucket load. Yeah. What's the capital of South Sudan? I used to know that. It's Doma. the newest capital in the world. Doma? Is it? Didn't um, so. Iswatini change their capital once they stopped being Swaziland? Did they change it to a different city? I think they're two different ones. Oh. Mm-hmm. Even better. There's Is it like Brazil where they've got the... Dar es Salaam and the other one. I forgot Dar es Salaam is in Eswatini. Mm-hmm. Hmm. There's the, our next one is South America and it's Bolivia that has two capitals. La Paz and the other one. Brazil sort of does too, don't they? Uh, you'll find out. We only have one listed, but I don't. Hmm. I don't know. <laughs> this is the same thing as when we talked about the Last Jedi, and I, like I came in and my thoughts were jumbled, and now we're like forty-five minutes past, and I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> more jumbled because there's a lot. Like you have said, useful things and figuring out what I can actually apply to me and what is like useful for you that will not be useful for me because as discussed I am I am a social aphid (laughs) (laughs) opening myself up to the world to be hurt again and again (laughs) and you're a social roly-poly there you go yeah Mm -hmm. social potato bug social (laughs) twitter bio twitter bio I'll have to do an update when it, and there's it's got to be that part of this is also that it's midterm season so everything mm-hmm. feels more intense mm-hmm. that is one of the things I found about the college experiences as a population college students sort of psyching themselves out over mm-hmm. midterms and finals and having this feeling that there's just sort of this this fog that sets in because oh it's finals oh I'm so busy mm-hmm. and it's like in a cultural thing then at that point yeah and it's like and, it, and it's easily reinforced especially amongst you silly social aphids where you go like 
you're like mirroring each other and going, oh yeah, finals, oh yeah, finals. And that you're like, every time you have that little interaction, which feels like a good interaction to have because you're like empathizing with this person, oh yeah, finals suck, oh yeah, finals suck. Mm -hmm. But that's also like turning the tint down on your fog like another 5% and going like, oh yeah, finals are bad, oh yeah, finals are bad, everything's terrible. And then that reinforces the loop of like Mm -hmm. all these things that we're talking about and feeling overwhelmed when really, at least most of the time for me, I don't know, midterm things and final things they were like they were never that stressful I also made it a point to get off of campus during finals especially mm-hmm. this is a regular thing that I would do and I would go off and usually do things alone either sporting events or music or something just to get off of that get away from that miasma <laughs> yeah that energy <laughs> and because you know at, at that later date you know the day before finals or two days before finals at that point if you're not done with your projects, if you're not, there's uh-huh. only so much more you can study, and mm-hmm. there's so much more you can, yada yada yada. Yeah, I'm trying to get my roommate to go do something with me, but she's. That's the other kind of level to this is, like, looking at the the case study of me and my roommate. She's got um, outside pressures in different ways than I do, because she's going to be continuing education after her bachelor's and it's a competitive field and she's got like from family and Mm -hmm. stuff. Whereas we didn't really in the, not in the same way that I hear that I have heard for years, people talk about their parents putting great pressure on them, which is definitely a a privilege and a gift that we've had in Mm -hmm. that they're definitely supportive of our doing things, but also supportive of us like taking care of ourselves and not going overboard and not, ruining other things in pursuit of a good grade not demanding yeah perfection of allowing us to find that that proper uh efficient slacker level of quality work (laughs) i mean the point of uh most discussion about complicated topics isn't going to resolve in neat little neat little tupperware ben ben bento box is that the word edited out most <laughs> most discussion on a complicated topic isn't going to resolve itself into neat little bento boxes of mm-hmm. of answers just because complicated things are complicated. Right. Uh, if it's not a an algebra problem or a basic accounting problem or whatever you whatever kind of simple logical based problems you like to demonstrate. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, I think that's probably a good thing. If we if we wrapped it up with a bow and said. Uh, go don't go take a hike. <laughs> Do better. <laughs> the the potentially passive regret. Go take a hike. No, really, just kidding. <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't think that would be. The, this is the problem: is that the correct answers to things are so often unmarketable. Mm-hmm. Right. The idea that uh, <laughs> the <laughs> the more certain you are about a thing, in a lot of cases, the more likely you're incorrect about it mm-hmm. the uh, the sort of forces of gradualism and and incrementalism in so many different fields being the right solutions to things mm-hmm. in in many is like it, it's not gonna sell us a bunch of podcast advertising mm-hmm. this discussion we had but also i think it's like you said it is useful because bouncing stuff off each other and maybe we're still confused about it because this is a process that both of us will go through for all of our lives probably cool but like (laughs) (laughs) 
But yeah, think about how boring that'd be if you had like life all figured out. It's like that. Yeah. It's like you should should do that like when you're about to die, and then like that because otherwise, what is life? Yeah. Like nope. finally convert to Christianity when you're on your deathbed, post having made Christianity legal in the Roman Empire in three something mm-hmm. AD. I'm just I we've read a lot about Constantine lately. Everything's and, everything's everything's Roman with you. <laughs> um. Roman all around my head in the form of an anxious thought spiral, that's for sure. It's got, sorry, kicking. See, we're, you're in my foot space, and I'm in your foot space, and no one's driving the car. It's like what I know um, the Green Brothers have talked about sometimes, where they've made a few YouTube videos, specifically like at the end of a year, and said, like, what's good, what are good things that have been going on this year? So they talk about, like, um, reduced rates of child mortality and more people having health care and whatever went on that year in that um, lots of things that are <clears throat> good news be they progressions of science or medicine or what have you are very gradual and take time whereas bad news happen can like happens in a minute and then you know mm-hmm. about it so it feels like there's more of that going on Building a sandcastle, mm-hmm. like a little bit by bit, and then if the wave comes, it, it could, could crash. But, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm what I'm wondering about as my kind of takeaway, besides like, because that's what what I did. That's what is happening over. No one shall be seated during the Isabel opens a one note document portion of the program. Um, that's what I did here was kind of lay out everything that's going on in school in like through this week and then beyond. Do you like my? Um, <laughs> Progression of writing a paper, by the way. It's very, it's very good. In which romp. The, the <laughs> 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 there, I have two papers due within a week of each other. These next two weeks, and mm-hmm. my order of events for writing paper is read the thing, outline the paper, word vomit, make it better, and print. Um, but just expanding this kind of setup, where it was like a, I don't know, a half hour with the big whiteboard and kind of like chatting to my roommate. Um, and like laying it all out just that but like for more Mm -hmm. areas and even maybe beyond that doing not quarterly because I don't know if I can think on that kind of time scale right now but more of a regular like looking back and like writing about stuff so there can be another layer of concrete like thinking it through and having it on paper like investing in making running a priority is going to do this and this and this Mm-hmm. And like investing in this is going to do this and this and this, but if we need to tie, dial it back a little bit, it's okay. And just sort of the affirmational and aspirational intersection of being. Now that's a bumper sticker. It's like they played a game on um, Love It or Leave It a couple months ago, I think, where they were talking about how. Um, Sometimes democratic messaging hasn't been super like snappy in the way that Republican messaging has of late, mm-hmm. and how hard it is to turn like actual policy proposals into like three word chants. Yes, <laughs> so it came when they were like uh, talk about you know delayed action on child the DACA stuff, turn that into a chant, and they tried a couple, and the one guy was like, "Provide a path to citizenship and <laughs> like it's hard to make that into a chant. Yeah. <clears throat> in the same way that it's hard to make lots of things into chant, but there's like there's value in the work 
and in the doing it and being thoughtful about it and trying to be better. I hope I will be able to update in a future episode and be like, it's okay. (laughs) (laughs) Instead of my current kind of what a good visual for it would be. I'm like, I'm, I'm bowl of spaghetti. Right. I'm buried beneath the spaghetti (laughs) (laughs) with just my thumb sticking out of the top, like the Terminator (laughs) into a bowl of Alfredo sauce. (laughs) Mm -hmm. This is fine. (laughs) Yeah. I'm the, I'm the dog in the room on fire. It works out, and you are the dog in a regular room with a fire in the corner that you can deal with and keep an eye on. Sure, we'll go with that. Thanks for potting with me. Talking to you. Thanks for potting with me. We're going to have to cut that off at some point because, like, I don't think you can circular breathe. I can't breathe in any shape. What about a balloon animal? <laughs> Those are fun shapes. Just worms. It's like how all my origami is like Pop-Tarts. <laughs>